for years and years of observation of our industry and kind of the way we led, it was void of that. I can say that unequivocally, confidently, EI, EQ is not emphasized on Wall Street. It's just not. It's about the bottom line uh, and by any means necessary. Hello and welcome to Love as a Business Strategy, a podcast that brings humanity to the workplace. We're here to talk about business, but we want to tackle topics that most business leaders shy away from. We believe that humanity and love should be at the center of every successful business. And I'm your host, Jeff Ma. And as always, I'm excited to have conversations and hear stories from real people and talk about how businesses really operate in the real world. My guest today is Weiss Achikzad. He is the founder and CEO at Zen Culture Solutions LLC, and also happens to be someone who shares the same vision and mission that we have here at Love as a Business Strategy and Culture Plus. He has spent his career working in Wall Street and banking, but has recently left his role as vice president at JP Morgan Chase to pursue his passion, which is where our paths have recently collided and I'm so excited to have him here to talk today um, about something to me that I'm, I'm just very excited and, and intrigued in being able to share um, all the things that I've already learned from Wise. So welcome to the show, Wise. How are you? Thank you, Jeff. Really appreciate it. It's uh, truly an honor and a privilege to, to be on your show. And uh, thank you for the warm introduction. No, I'm, I'm doing well and just excited to be on and uh, just to kind of chat and share ideas and um, hopefully people can gain a little bit of uh, benefit into what we're talking about. Oh, and I know they will, because I already have in the short time that we've we've been able to spend together. Um, but, you know, from the con contextually to set things up, um, love as a business strategy has been the mantra for me for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I've always told people that um, although I believe what we do and what we believe in applies at a, at a human level across all work, all industries, I've always said that there's, and I've said this before on the show, that there's two places that have always scared me um, mm -hmm. a little bit or has been daunting. Yep. And that's been, that's been in law and in, and in finance or banking and, and, and money. Yeah. <laughs> Where, um, so um, you've had an incredible kind of career and story and, and journey. And I, I'd love to just start there because i want to get to the love piece but i think the context is so important sure, where you come what where do you where do you come from and how did you get to this point yeah no thank you jeff and i, and I again i just the fact that you guys have produced this kind of work and the philosophy itself is so powerful um and and for me uh you know the concept of love in your workplace uh, can seem foreign to a lot but coming from wall street uh, it's definitely not a place where that word can be associated with, um, with, with what happens on the ground, actually. Um, yeah. So having been in the industry for about 20 years, of, you know, uh, J.P. Morgan, I was at 13 years, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs. I've seen all the, the, the big players uh, on the street uh, and been there and, and, and in leadership positions. Uh, and for me, I think the journey really started, uh, you know, my first few years, as you get sort of inducted into the into the workplace, uh, you know, you're young, you're impressionable, um, you have hopes and aspirations just like anyone does. And you think that, oh, it's, you know, you found the dream job, you're now JP Morgan, 
you know, and, and you quickly realize that, look, it's a business, right? It's a business. And, and the focus, um, especially on Wall Street, is about the client. The client, the quarterly earnings, it's, it's what have you done for me lately? And as you sort of step into that world, you quickly realize that you, the employee, are not at the center of their universe. <laughs> Right, it is the center of their universe is the client. That's the bottom line, and it's always been that way on Wall Street, and and uh, hasn't changed. Um, and so, you quickly have to, as, as an employee, you have to adapt to that, and and understand that that is the focus, right? And so, what happens is, when that happens, the culture that gets created is one where decisions are made by the higher ups in terms of. Um, for you know the 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 company and it's for its um, for the for the betterment of the company, the the focus obviously the decisions that are made tend to uh, work against the employee, right? And whether it's layoffs, whether it's there, there's a whole different uh, examples I can give many different examples I can give on, on on what that is, but ultimately it's the culture that gets created, right? The culture is one where fear, um, perhaps, okay, if it's about the client, then where do I fit into the picture? And remember also Wall Street's very bonus driven, incentive laden, right? So now you're trying to, um, you're trying to uh, outwork your colleagues and kind of outdo them. And you're not working as a team in some instances because of the way that sort of the structure is and where the focus is on the client. So I saw this for all these years and, and I think halfway into my career as I was given a leadership position, I just simply asked myself a question, you know, how did I want to be treated as an employee? Right. And, and I wanted to feel safe, right. I wanted to feel like I was looked after. I wanted to feel like my ideas were heard. And I simply took those principles of, and instead of focusing on the client, which by the way, a lot of my positions did manage the client, um, especially in the, in the hedge fund space. Um, I just simply shifted my philosophies and focused my energies on my team. And, and for me, that was paramount. Um, I knew that if I did that and I formed genuine connections that I actually genuinely cared about them, um, that I, then I, I knew that I would I want to create a happy workplace, a place where when you woke up in the morning, you didn't dread coming in. You know, you actually wanted to be with your teammates. The for those of us who don't work in Wall Street or in in, in banking, um, is it? I guess all we have is this. Um, I guess the Wolf of Wall Street picture. We have the ninety to hundred hour work weeks or more. Um, how much of that is true? Is is that a true? Is that a close image or what? Paint. What is it like? Um, it, it is in some areas, um, the investment banking space, typically those are the kinds of hours that you work, but wall street, there's so many misconceptions about wall street. I'd love to write a book about it one day. Um, and, and there's, there's the haves and have nots just like in the real world, mm. right? There's your 1% who are your revenue generators. And then there's the, the rest of the 99% who are in operations and technology and all these other, uh, divisions and, and the, and there's a completely different culture from one area in operations to the front office of the revenue generators um, and how they're treated. And, but all that contributes to the culture of the overall mm -hmm. organizations, because if you're working, if you're not in the revenue generating space, 
you're you feel like a second class citizen or you're made to feel like one. That's just the reality. That's no disrespect to anyone managing any of those teams because I was one of those people. Um, and so that's the whole that's where that divide sort of is created. And it shows it shows in, in people's behaviors in output in um, it's so to answer your question, some of that is true. Long work weeks. Absolutely. Um, very competitive, very fierce. Um, and uh, but but at the end of the day, it's just like working at any other, you know, company or whether technology or um, it's it's work, right? It's yeah. just work. So what do you want at work? You you want to come in and you want to feel safe and, and satisfied in what you're doing. So, you know, that 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 kind of cutthroat kind of mentality is something that I always associated with with the industry. Um, maybe not like you mentioned across the entire board, but yeah. um, it does feel like a very individualistic and very kind of um, every every person for themselves kind of mentality. Um, I feel like when it comes to growing through leadership or growing into leadership roles, um, is it something that and I, you you yourself climbed the ladder quite successfully? Um, would you say that you were able to do that um, to some extent with um, putting your team first, or is it does it have to be? you know, leaving some, uh, a trail of dead bodies if you have to behind <laughs> to to get to where you want to be? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, that's a great question. I'm going to be completely frank with you. Um, it is not easy uh, climbing the ladder, so to speak, um, to get to a leadership position. Um, it, you know, just like in any walk of life, um, to get to a certain level, you have to make tough decisions that are going to impact people's lives. Um, so how I tried to go about it always is, is to be transparent with my team, to be authentic and genuine and, but always give them, a, give them the information that they need to, so that they can help manage their own careers. So for example, if they are going through layoffs, right, if we are as a company going through layoffs, uh, I'll give you one example. And, and this is something I'm sure anyone who sees this probably will never hire me just because I'm sharing the story, <laughs> but that's fine. Um, I, when I was at JP Morgan, I was told, um, I was told by my management and I had a team of 25 at the time, beautiful team, excellent team. We, we got along great productivity was great. Um, but I was in operations and op let's guess what operations is a cost center. So, um, I was told that 80% of my staff, I was my manager, called me and said, can you come into my office, please? Got some information to share. Sat down and he said, Weiss, unfortunately, 80% of your team has to be let go. We're moving a lot of our functions to the Philippines and India um, within the next eight months. Hmm. And if you can successfully exec execute this, um, you'll have a promotion lined up and executive director level, all those things. And so, I asked a bunch of questions. Obviously, I wanted to get as much information as I could. And I was at a crossroads, really. I had a dilemma on my hands. And I was also told to not share that information with my staff until two months before that eight-month period um, timeline was uh, coming coming to, uh, you know, once it was close to the eight-month uh, timeframe. 
so I had to tell myself twice. What, so, but I, I did argue with him, or I argue is a strong word, but I did try to try to reason and and with with my manager that look, isn't it better if we are let our staff know today or tomorrow that this is happening so that they can find other work and so that we can help them network. Right. The answer was a resounding no. Um, because there's still work to be done now, and we don't want the threat of losing them, right? And again, I I, I went back and forth, um, and I went home and had to I had a sleepless night, and um, I woke up in the morning, um, and I was resolute um, by being transparent with my team against the wishes of my management, and. Uh, I got them into a conference room and I uh, called, a, I had a weekly team meeting, but I said, guys, this is off cycle meeting, just had some updates to share. And um, I told them the truth. I was like, this is what's happening, guys. And I need you all to keep that to yourself. But what I will do, and I can promise you what I will do is try to help everyone network and look for work. And I had a vast network, so, um, and, uh, it got, unfortunately, one person out of that group had went to the management the next day um, and, and let them know that out of fear, they said, is this really true? <laughs> you know, um, so the fact is then I was called into the management team uh, with HR uh, right there. Uh, and, and I was told that I, I did not follow orders. Um, and um, in the end, uh, I decided to it became such a tenuous situation um, that I decided to part ways um, at J.B. Morgan. Uh, I, I eventually came back, but in that instance, I, I generally could not have to, could not, you know, um, go with the program, so to speak. And so I lost the promotion. Um, but what I did walk away with is is the fact that I didn't walk away right away. It took a little time, um, but that that example. And that particular situation caused a lot of, you know, tension with management and myself. And, and again, I'm just being completely transparent mm -hmm. because these are the lessons I have learned and carried them forward. And um, and and so, but I was able to tell my team, and I was, and some of them successfully were able to leave prior to that eight month period and find other other uh, opportunities. And so for that, I know, and to this day, you know, I'm in touch with a lot of those people, and we were able to at least help them. Uh, collectively, we worked together to, to find them uh, proper uh, places to so that they weren't laid off. And it was the holiday season, that eight month period, and they were going to lose their jobs during the holiday season. And it is that much more difficult to find work at that time. So I feel like I did what I thought was the right thing. You know, that's for everyone else to, to determine. Um, but that's an example of if you don't go with the program to answer your original question, then you will lose your promotion. Mm -hmm. Right. And so not only did I lose my promotion, but I, I lost the job. So, um, and well, on my own volition though. Um, so that's kind of an example of, you have to go with the program from everything that I've seen. And um, it's, it's, it's a very challenging dilemma. It's a very challenging situation at times where you're wrestling with yourself on, on what's the right thing to do, you know? And, and for me, it's how you go about it. Of course, you're going to have to lay people off 100%. I mean, there's no doubt about it. That's fine. But it's how you go about it. Yeah. It's, are you transparent with your team? You know, um, and, and so that's just an example I gave. But to answer your question, 
it is challenging to go up the ladder, but you know, you have to make decisions at that at the time where um, sometimes you're going to have to wrestle with your own inner, you know, voice as to what the right or wrong thing to do is. Yes. Well, thank you for sharing that. That was, that's an incredible story and yeah, difficult, but um, I guess bringing it into more current day, um, you know, you've left your role, you've, you've left kind of the industry behind to pursue something um, that you believe in. Can you talk a little bit about what you're doing now and what, what that, how that decision came about? Sure. Um, leadership has always been something that I've absolutely been fascinated about. Um, I, I think these experiences that I've shared with you, I've seen up front and uh, close how you as a leader uh, impact your, your team, their lives, and how my life was impacted by my managers over time. And I think all these cumulative experiences over the years at the Morgan Stanley's, at the JP Morgan's, at the Goldman Sachs's, and, and being a part of some phenomenal organizations with outstanding leaders and, and uh, really bright people, um, you, you get a sense for the organizational dynamics and, and uh, behavior. And that's something I studied very closely for, for the last 10 to 15 years, as soon as I was given a leadership position. And for me, I, I, as I progressed in my career, um, I would always pay attention to the team next to me or, or my management or uh, the other divisions and kind of how they were going about their business. And I, I, I took a lot of lessons from that. Um, and on Wall Street, I saw a lot of, as the years, as we came into the pandemic, um, attrition was a big word on Wall Street. We we're losing people in droves, especially the young people, especially the young people. Um, obviously the millennials, but now we're looking at Gen Z uh, and their entry into the industry. That's a whole other story, but that's something I'm working on. Um, and I decided, Jeff, to, while I was at JP Morgan, uh, I did come back after that last story. Um, they were kind enough to, to take me back. Um, I worked on leadership curriculum, um, focused on an area where I thought was lacking in our industry. Um, and, and that's through years and years of observations, that I, as I just mentioned. And that is a focus on emotional intelligence um, and development of emotional intelligence in our leaders, self-awareness. And I, and I presented that document that I created and, by, and I did create that document with my team. I managed a team in the business, in a business called Prime Brokerage, um, but I wanted to make sure that my team that I managed gave me input and they're all young. Most of them were, were really young. And so I wanted their voices heard as I incorporated that into my program. I didn't want it to be just about what I thought. I wanted it to be what, what we all thought collectively, exactly what you've done with your book in the, the culture plus team. Um, and we create, we created this content that ultimately I was able to present to Jamie Dimon through my mentor and everyone should have a mentor. <laughs> um, my mentor had a relationship with Jamie Dimon who was the CEO of JP Morgan. Um, I was able to present to him um, what I thought was a very pertinent topic in terms of like emotional intelligence and why our leaders needed that. Because again, this is for years and years of observation of our industry and kind of the way we led, it was void of that. I can say that unequivocally, confidently, 
EI, EQ is not emphasized on Wall Street. It's just not. It's about the bottom line uh, and by any means necessary. Um, and so I thought, especially as we're, and I, and I did this during the pandemic, so I was that much more conscious of, you know, COVID and people working from home and all those things, all those variables that are sort of uh, come to the surface now. Um, and, uh, you know, Mr. Diamond acknowledged it and said thank you and put me in touch with their leadership and development team. And in the end, after working a few months with them, just here and there, they didn't adopt any of that. Um, and so uh, I decided to eventually leave on my own and, and, and launch something that I thought, given years of my experience, um, I could take those examples, take what I've learned um, from a leadership perspective uh, and apply those principles on a broader scale uh, and, and, you know, working like with the likes of Culture Plus and yourself and people who are like-minded. Um, and I think that these principles very much are needed on Wall Street. Again, they're industry agnostic. I think that the, the concept of emotional intelligence is that it's not a novel concept. But I think for industries to flourish uh, or for organizations to flourish today more than ever, I think that that in our leaders, because you're talking about people who are put in these positions to lead, who are now, you know, a little, a little more advanced in age, uh, and then you have these younger generation coming in, and there's going to be inevitably be that disconnect, right? So what do you need as a leader? You need to be a little more self-aware, to be conscious of someone else's feeling, and and to feelings, um, to get to to know them, to know what motivates them, um, to know that. To, to because you don't know unless you know that person then their situation can change from day to day unless you have that constant dialogue with them as a leader then we don't know what's going on in their lives and so they could have a bad day at work and that could show up in your productivity but unless you took the time to understand what was going on then it's 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 not gonna be a good outcome and and to allow them to be vulnerable to allow them to feel safe that hey i made a mistake or Hey, I got a problem. Can I speak to you? You know, these are things that typically did not happen on Wall Street. It just wasn't the culture, right? And I want to, I want to bring that to, I want to bring that to our industry because I know we desperately need it. And there's so many voices out there that I've talked to for years and and even now that are desperately trying to speak up. But again, the culture is one where speaking up is not exactly encouraged. I, I'm, I trust in 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 the fact that. You know, they're very bright people on, on the industry and, and hopefully in time we can sort of change the landscape of the way we view leadership. And you know. so what is um, in your new endeavor, what is your like mission? What is your your end goal? Um, my mission is to uh, I'm, I'm offering individual leadership coaching as well um, because I truly enjoy that and I have such a passion for that. But my mission overall and my why really is to, to take all that I've learned, the 20 year plus years of experience and, and um, truly give my heart and soul into trying to create this change or, or start a movement of sorts. Um, it doesn't, one person can't, can't be the, the, can initiate change, but one person can't do it by himself. So I wanna be part of this movement to help start changing the way we view leadership and culture. And because I want everyone to come into work and be happy. And, and not just because, oh, I need a paycheck, I gotta support my family, or 
Like, what is your purpose when you come into work? And for years and years and years, the person to the left of me, the person to the right of me, it was, I just got to get through the day, right? I don't want people to have to go through that for the next generation. Like I, I'm all, you know, I've been in the industry forever. I mean, I'm looking now for the next generation and what are we leaving them? It's, it's people from my generation that have left this culture of distrust and, you know, the, what I've, what I've explained earlier, I want to help change that so that the graduates of the next coming class or the analysts that are in the programs now can have a better experience than I did or my peers did. And that is my purpose is to really bring shine a light on what we need to do and then provide a solution for it. And I feel like I can do both. And we're so aligned on that, right? In this mission to essentially, we call it just bring humanity back to the yeah. workplace. Um, but you're, you're centered specifically around your experience of, of Wall Street and of, 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 of this industry. Um, why, you know, I find that daunting. I find that, I'll be honest, I find that, um, you know, we don't have a lot of people like you speaking up the way you do um, in that industry. I've worked with many, many industries and different people and you'll find, you know, a good amount of people aligned to this mission statement because this is what not only something that just makes sense to me and it still makes sense by the way for for banking but yeah. i'm just saying you i i don't come across many people why is that why what's unique about you or why is it so hard for others to i think yeah that's a great question Jeff. i think because because i've i've practiced what i'm preaching now and I essentially what love as a business strategy, the concepts behind it, whenever I'm privileged enough to have been given a team to manage, I, I mean, I love my team. I, that's my, I, I love them. They're like, I'm responsible for them, right? They're not my children, but in a sense, if you want to share, you know, if you want to have that parallel of parent children, relation, parent child relationship, I'm tasked with taking care of them, right? Their, their growth, um, equipping them to succeed, um, their career path. Um, if they have problems, I'm, I'm here for them. Right. I, so that's what I've implemented in any team that I've managed that philosophy. Um, and it comes from a real genuine place because I do care about them because I was, because I've been in that position where my manager didn't care about me and I know what it did to me psychologically and how it affected my work. And as I, as I sort of continued down that path and, and practicing in that manner, well, I found that product, productivity went through the roof. People were happy, people were happy to come to work. So the fact that I know that we can, in, our, in an industry that's not known for it, lead with love, it can be done. So I am living proof that it can be done. Where I have failed, Jeff, I have failed as a leader and I will admit it and acknowledge it, I failed to convince my peers to do the same, hmm. right? I, I tried by sending that email to Jamie Dimon with with my with my deck and my ideas with with my team, but I failed to do it, right? But I don't believe that that that's the end of it. I believe that we can still do it, and as as the new generation comes in and new leaders come in, I believe that that's where we're going, and if we don't do it now, we'll lose the best and the brightest from our industry. And they're already, if you look at the stats, they're already going to tech and startups and fintech and all these things, 
the best and the brightest are not going to be going to JP Morgan and Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs. They're one to go to Google and Facebook and all these other, not well, maybe not Facebook or Meta, but, but, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, so my mission is to, is to, to, to help change those perceptions on wall street. And, and, um, I, I really believe that, you know, because I've, I've actually done it, I've seen it, or I've seen it be successful or I'm not saying I was the best manager in the world. I'm not at all. Right. I, I certainly made my share of fair share of mistakes. But by leading with love in the way that I did, I know that I was able to have everyone show up at work every day and be the best version of themselves ultimately. That was my goal. I want you to be you. Just be yourself. You don't have to prove to be anything. You don't have to be anyone else. And by doing that, by allowing them that safe space, you're now encouraging ideas and innovation and those things. And there's so many right now that are not have so much potential, have so much potential. That are that are muzzled and muted because they're afraid to share their the hierarchy system of Wall Street is so entrenched, you know. But, but I didn't believe in hierarchy. Yeah, you know, I don't care if you're a first-year analyst. If you had a great idea, then I'm going to put you in front of my managing director to share that idea. Um, didn't matter to me. But again, that's tip. That's atypical um, of what happens on Wall Street. So. Um, I just want to make that happen in any way I can. If I can contribute to that and for, and for the betterment of the next generation, then, you know. So we have someone coming up in a role that um, if you picture, we have somebody placed in a similar situation as you were many years back where mm -hmm. do something that feels wrong, but get, a promotion and all the personal gain versus do the right thing and potentially lose that or worse. Yep. How, how do we get more people to make the right decision? How do we get there? Like, how do we, cause right now it's not even just, it's not even just wall street, right? Like if you put that type of choice, that dilemma in front of people, yeah. you know, part of the reason we do what we do is that I think many people would pick the, the advancement of their own career, the, sure. the, the, the benefits for themselves. Yeah. But, but what, what, where do you think we need to start? How do we get people there? Uh, yeah, no, that's a great question. I think, look, in, in business, there are going to be tough decisions inevitably, right? You're going to, as a leader, you're going to have to make tough decisions that impact people's lives and their careers. It's the way you go about it. It's the way you go about it. That, that makes all the difference in the world. So, as long as there's transparency, and I know there's in, in some instances, you can only share so much information, right? But in the end, you can be transparent and you should be transparent. And I think as long as there's that open communication, believe me, that employee who you're going to, you're going to have to tell that you're going to lay them off, they'll appreciate you, the honesty. And what can you do for them? You can help them look for another job, right? You can help with your network. Um, and there's so many things you can do in the way that you go about doing something. It's your approach. Approach is everything. Uh, and I think those are the things we can work on. But guess what? Emo approach comes to emotional intelligence and self-awareness. It all comes back down to that. That's the common denominator, right? And 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 that's the that's what's missing in the equation. And I'm I'm fully confident in that. And then if we can just arm our leaders with develop because everyone has that in them, the ability to. I mean, if you're if you're void of emotional intelligence at work, guess what? You go home and you have a wife, and you love your kids, and you love your wife. Right. There's there's love there. There's compassion. There's why can't you apply those principles to your employees? 
right? You're still going to have to make tough decisions. And just because you love your employee doesn't mean there can't be tough love, just like you would with your child, right? You're going to sometimes admonish and uh, sometimes, you know, not everyone's going to perform to their optimal levels at all times. So you have to be tough at the same time, but with tough love. And, and so to answer your question, I don't know if I did, but uh, I think transparency um, is, is key and being honest and open uh, is, is, is makes all the difference in the world. Well said. So, you know, I, I, I I'm excited. I think one of the things that, um, it's just on paper appealed to me. I was like, somebody in Wall Street's talking about love. That's like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> but as I as I've as I've gotten to talk to you and speak to you as well, like I think I think um, we have such an opportunity to 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 work together, like you said, and make and generate that movement yeah. that that's needed. Because I do feel like, you know, some places just need some change, and it feels like Wall Street needs a movement. It needs a, a, a revolution, if you will. Yes, good and, word. And that's and that's that's going to take many people doing many things um, and a lot of luck and a lot of time, but um, I, I'm so excited and so um, just grateful that you're in this 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 you know alongside me and, and just in general because like I said I've yet to meet anyone else that's that's willing to take this on, and I think that's very courageous of you and I think it's it's incredibly um, selfless of you. So thank you. No, thank you, Jeff, and the work that you Culture Plus does and, and uh, what you guys stand for. Um, there's so many like-minded people that I've come across since I've sort of entered this arena. And there's just wonderful people out there that want really want the best for everyone um, and, and for humanity, really. For And, and, and uh, ultimately, uh, I think we can do it as long as we stick together and, and articulate our cause and propose a, you know, a, a plausible solution, which, you know, clearly Culture Plus, I believe, has. Um, then you know the sky's the limit and it just takes for our leaders to be open to change you know our world is changing so fast mm. right that that i just we just the 80s and 90s of ways of doing business are, are over right so the people that are leading now led in the 80s and 90s and that's how they got successful but those philosophies philosophies don't fly anymore and i say that respectfully so we need to evolve with that um and uh, i'm excited for the journey and and and, uh, but thanks again for, for what you guys do. No, and thank you also for being on the show today. This conversation Absolutely. has been, been incredible. And I know you and I off, off of the yeah. show, we'll have some more conversations sure. about how we can continue doing this. And I hope, you know, it's inspirational for me to just talk to you today and hopefully inspirational for listeners as well. So thank you so much for taking also, the time. Thank you, today. Jeff. Appreciate it. Yeah. And thank best. Yeah. And thanks to the listeners as always, yes, thank please, you. please do, um, Please to continue to tune in, subscribe, rate, you know, all those good things. Um, but also um, check out our book. Uh, if you haven't yet, it's it's still there. It's still a bestseller. Um, and we we were very proud of it. And, you know, it's the reason um, Weiss and, and myself, we were connected in the first place. And it's just been great Christmas present. <laughs> Christmas <laughs> present for yourself, for your spouse. Your loved one. Leave it on the desk of your boss. That's that's fine, too. Um, but yeah, we're, you know, I'm inspired not just because like you're taking on this, but it's, it's reminding me that when we went about this journey of, of all of this, we also called it a movement that we needed to create. And I think not that we've lost sight of that, but it's a good reminder that that that's that's what it's going to take. So that's so what it's going to take. Absolutely. It's a big undertaking. And I think we have to be we have to recharge ourselves in that in that in that 
in that direction. I'm, I'm, I'm recharged. I'm talking to Excellent. you and I'm, hopefully we can continue to just give each other momentum and, and, be, and see where it goes. Absolutely, Jeff. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. And we'll see everybody okay. next Thanks week. Thank you so much for tuning in.